Amen. You may be seated. But, you know, just for a moment, you can get your bodies moving again. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Woo! I tell you, I don't... Preaching from a TV room is... It's all right, but it's nothing like being in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We give honor to the presence of the Holy Spirit here. And again, welcome our first-time guests, whether you're in the room or online. We're so grateful for your being here. Uh, I want to share to you that we're really, we're refreshing our ministry. We're rebooting our ministry. Uh, and one of the things we're doing is what we call a partnership reconnect. During this pandemic, we know that there's a lot of movements in congregations and uh, some people who were used to be partners and members of Pentecostal Tabernacle are no longer. Uh, they may have moved out of state or moved to another church, and that's fine. But we want to we want to get a sense of who is with us. And so one of the things I want to encourage you to do is uh, we sent out a partnership reconnect survey. It only takes five minutes, and it's probably in your email now if you haven't <clears throat> looked at it. But we're encouraging you, please fill that out. Uh, if you're no longer a partner of PT, that's fine. We just want to bless you. And what we want to make sure, we want to see where we are <clears throat> as we begin to move forward in the Lord. Can you do that for me? Can you do that for me? Praise the name of the Lord. Um, also, <clears throat> for the next four weeks, I'm going to be speaking on um, the doctrine of Scripture and... My, my title of my message is Scripture and Prophecy, and, and, and you'll see that later. Uh, but one of the things I want to do, and for some of you who have been here a while, you know how uh, I used to turn scriptures into songs in order for us to uh, help memorize scriptures. So for those of you who have been here probably about uh, five to ten years, you will have known this one, so you can help me. But those of you who are new, you're going to learn a new scripture. Amen. So this scripture is Psalms 119, which is chapter 119 of the book of Psalms, is the longest chapter in the Bible, around 176, 178 verses. And one of the scriptures in Psalm 119, verse 105, is, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so, so I'm going to give you the tune. Those of you who know the tune, you can sing it with me. And after we'll allow, we'll have the scripture disappear so that you can sing it. And hopefully this week you'll remember that the word of God is lights your path. Amen? Let me see. So, ah. Uh, Thy word is a lamp on. Give me a beat. Just give me a beat. Yeah. Here we go. A little faster. Yeah. Everybody ready? So it goes like this. Here we go. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105, and a light unto my path. 
119, verse 105, and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 109, light unto my path, 105, and a light unto my path, and a light unto my path. Okay? Now, that was without the salsa sauce. So if anybody wants to move with me, you can start it out. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. You know you don't have to sit down for this. Woo! Here we go. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, and 105, and a light unto my path. Thy work. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105, and a light unto my path. Woo! I'm having fun, I don't know about you. Thy word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. And a light unto my path. Psalm If you forgot the tune, just go to the website and you'll remember, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught, Timothy. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures. Can you say scriptures? From childhood. And they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture, can you say all scripture? All scripture. Is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, 
and for instruction in righteousness. God uses it, that is the scripture, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Again, I want to speak to you on a subject, scripture and prophecy. Script, sure, and prophet, see. Father, we pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words, but with your wisdom and demonstration of spirit and of power, that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. I declare that we are in revival. I declare that the move of God has already taken place, and I declare that 2022 is already a good year. And so, Father, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance that is in every one of us who are your saints, and help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. This letter, our epistle, epistle is nothing more than a letter, was written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy. The Apostle Paul, by the grace of God, has written over half, or at least half of the books that are in the New Testament. There are 27 books in the New Testament, and Paul is the author of at least half of those. And he's writing this scripture to, or this letter to Timothy, a young man who's probably somewhere between 25 and 35. And we know he's a young man because Paul, in his letter, says to Timothy, don't let, don't let anybody despise or disrespect you because of your youth. And the reason why Paul said that is because he mentored Timothy to the place that Timothy eventually became uh, the pastor of the church of Ephesus. The church of Ephesus is probably one of the most strongest churches in the scripture to the point that is even mentioned in the book of Revelations. And Timothy was the pastor of that church. It is the church, it is this place where Paul uh, probably spent most of his time in Ephesus more than any other space, which is probably why that church was so strong doctrinally. So he leaves Timothy as the pastor of the church. Paul was a futuristic person on the uh, strength finder scale. He, he is thinking of the future, and, he, and in thinking of the future, he trains up next generation pastors in Timothy and Titus. And he's training these young men up to lead 
the church of God when he realizes that he's coming to the end. Last words are extremely important, especially when you know that someone's about, about to pass away. You, you tend to remember the last things that they said. As, as many of you know, uh, my good friend, sort of like a big brother when I grew up in PT, um, uh, Pastor Warren Collins passed away. And, and by the grace of God, uh, the family asked me to do his eulogy this Thursday. And, and I can still remember some of the last conversations, or the last conversation that we had, and the dreams that he was looking forward to. In this case, 2 Timothy is the last letter, the last correspondence that Paul is going to make. Paul is about to be executed. He, he's in jail for the second time. The first time in Acts chapter 28, he's under house arrest. So he's able to have visitors. I would say he's probably more like in a, in a white collar prison. But this time when he's writing to Timothy, he is, he's in accommodations that are far worse. And he's about to be executed. It is interesting that in 1 Timothy, when Paul writes in chapter 4, he says, I exhort you, Timothy, that first of all, prayers, supplication, intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men. And Paul says, first, let those prayers be done for kings and leaders. I find that fascinating because he knows that the emperor, Nero, is going to have him executed. He knows, he knows that the emperor, Nero, is going to have his head cut off shortly. And yet he says to Timothy, pray first for Nero. And here we were freaking out over whoever was president. And Paul is saying, pray first for Nero. See, when we're talking about the scriptures, we don't get to choose the parts we like and the parts we don't like. I am preaching already. God doesn't care about your EQ, your emotional state, when it comes to his word. We don't get to say, well, I'm not praying for these individuals. On my prayer list is Kevin McCarthy. On my prayer list is Mitch McConnell. It was quiet in this Pentecostal church already. Because you don't get to choose the parts of the Bible that fit your culture. Ooh, it's gonna get hot in here. Oh, I had a good fast. <laughs> 
So he's about to be executed. But I like Paul, how through the book of Timothy and Titus, he is, he is, he is mentoring and setting up the next generation. Because it's in this last letter of 2 Timothy uh, that Paul says to the next generation, Jessica, it's in this book, he says, fan into flames, the gift that's in you. It's in this scripture. It's in this last letter. It's in this last letter that he says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us to us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and what? A sound mind. Tell somebody I'm not going crazy. In fact, don't let that word come out of your mouth. In fact, when the enemy wants to slip into your mind, I'm going crazy, give him the script. Given 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, I have the mind of Christ. Give him Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, that my mind has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, so I no longer have to do dead works. I can serve the living God. Oh, give him the blood and the word. So when Paul says all scripture... And we're going to be unpacking this word scripture, but the word scripture that is used here in the Greek, it is the word graphe, from which we get our English word graph. And one of the definitions of this word graphe is a writing to give information or direction. A writing to give information or direction. So this book, the purpose of this book, one of the purposes is to give information or direction. So if I want to know how to live life, I go to the script. We were um, having problems. We just or we had purchased a new dishwasher uh, during the pandemic, and the dishwasher was not drying the dishes properly. And I was getting upset. And then finally, I decided to look at the directions, the script. And I discovered, because my dishwasher, the dishwasher we had was roughly about 25 years old. Praise God, it lasted that long. But I didn't realize that the new dishwashers need um, a, a rinse and drying solvent. So every time I wash dishes, I didn't use that liquid, and they kept coming out wet. 
And so when I looked at the script by the people who created that specific dishwasher, am I preaching? I said, oh, you mean this little bottle? And I put it in, and uh, that little bit of liquid caused my dishes to come out squeaky clean. Now watch this. My wife will tell you, I was, I, I, I called Best Buy, said, you, you delivered to me a broken dishwasher. This is not work. I called Geek Squad. I was angry. If I'd have read, I am preaching already. If I read the script that was created by the person who created my dishwasher, I'd have saved myself a whole lot of anger. God in his goodness has left us a book we call the Bible. And as deep as that word Bible is, all it simply means translated is the book. That's all Bible means is the book. What kind of book? The book of life. And then I'll talk about this a little bit later. God says, all right, I know that you have a hard time understanding the script, so this is what I'm going to do. At one time, this is first, sorry, this is Hebrews chapter 1. At one time, I used to speak to you through prophets and through psalms and through writings, but now I'm going to speak to you through a video called My Son. I'm going to make this scripture become a human being so that now you'll be without excuse on how to live life. And so this, this Bible, it is God's script that is sure. It's a sure script. It's a script that you can live your life on. It is a script that if you live your life according to the script, watch this, a prophet, you will see. My heart was broken, and we're going to pray. My heart was broken when a young lady by the name of Chelsea cursed. Chesley, I keep saying Chelsea. Chesley cursed. Um, she, she killed herself last Sunday. Then I was watching, I was watching uh, Sports Center and all, you know, my favorite talk shows. I, I use sports to get away from life. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a story of Brian Flores comes up. And 
how he is bringing a case against the NFL to point out racism in the NFL and the fact that out of 32 teams, there's only one coach who is black. And here I am sitting in my chair saying, I'm relaxing and I want to watch all my favorite talk shows, first things first, undisputed, Calvin Cahar, first take. And, I mean, I, I, I have them all recorded so I can just, and here it is, this Brian Flores and can I be honest with you? It's funny, when people say, can I be honest with you, I say, no, lie to me. <laughs> but really, I, I, my, my point is, is that I, I was getting more angrier and angrier, and the Lord said to me, are you going to get angry, or are you going to do what the script tells you to do? And so I went to the script. And I'm going to read you a few verses of what the script says, and then we're going to do what the script tells us to do. Is that all right? I, I'm, I'm, I, I cut this message short. I'm at about 18 minutes now because I want to spend 10 minutes praying about each of these. I want to spend 10 minutes praying on racism and 10 minutes praying to rebuke the spirit of suicide. Because these, let me tell you something, and what I'll share with you is that all of these, these pictures of these individuals, they're only touch points of what's going on not only in our church, tell somebody in our church, but outside as well. So the Lord said, well, look at the script. And so the script in Luke 18, verses 1 to eight, let me read the script in the NIV version. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And they said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to that judge with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For sometimes that judge refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God, and I don't even care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, tell somebody you got to keep bothering the Lord. See, the problem is that we pray once and think that's it. Sometimes you have to hold on for decades. Tell somebody, do you have the guts to keep praying until you're dying death? Or I meant to say your dying breath. See, that's the power. What, one, of my, one of the verses that challenges me is Hebrews chapter 11, the last two verses, where it says, these kept on believing even when they died, 
not seeing the promise. And some of you young people, and maybe older people, you're mad at God because he didn't answer your prayer, and God's like, I'm not some slot machine that you put in a quarter, and all of a sudden all the answers come up. Why should I do that when Hannah, Anna, was in the house of God over 60 years praying for the Messiah to show up? It's quiet in this place. I hear your voice, honey. And yet because this widow, Keith, verse 5, keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice? And will not Biden bring about justice? And will not Justice Roberts bring about justice? Will not, see the problem is, is that you and I think man will do the right thing. Oh, that's a good word. I, I am preaching. Man will never do the right thing. And that's why the Lord said to Moses, he said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, but he is not going to let you go unless a mighty hand shows up. And I'm so sick and tired, I'm going to say it, I'm so sick and tired of black people Worshipping Martin Luther King's methods and not his prayer life. The reason why all of these things happen is because he was a man of prayer. Somebody said it this way. You have to do a whole lot of things after you pray, but you can't do anything until you pray. And too often we make up our plans and our strategies and then we, then we pray, oh God bless it. And God said, I never gave you that plan in the first place. And then we have the nerve to get upset with God saying, God, you didn't do anything. God says, that's not my plan, that's yours. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and then he will direct your path. Stop putting God at the end of your plan, no? In all your ways. You shouldn't buy a house until you pray. You shouldn't even buy a car until you pray. You shouldn't accept a job until you pray. I don't care. You don't understand. This job is offering this much money, and this job is offering this much money. Let me tell you something. God knows the future. There is a way that seems right to a man. And then we're going to get up and step with God, and God said, you, you didn't ask me. You didn't ask me to buy that house. You, you, you didn't ask me. And you say, well, what if I pray and it turns out bad? It'll never turn out bad because we know that all the scriptures, all things work together for good. God has a way of turning it around. Tell somebody he's preaching even though I'm mad. And God will bring about justice for his chosen who cry out to him day and night. Are you crying out day and night? Or did you just chuck up one prayer and then do your own thing? 
will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice quickly, but this is the problem. When the Son of Man comes back with the answer, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find you on your knees? Will he find you still standing on the script? The oldest saints used to sing that song, standing, standing, standing on the promises of Christ, my Savior, standing, standing. I am standing on the promises of God. Thank God that some of you were raised in church. <laughs> standing on the promises. And so why, we, why were we fasting this week? And we're going to pray. Isaiah 58, verse 6. Isaiah 58 is a great fasting chapter. And this is what the Lord says to Isaiah. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness? Suicide is a wicked spirit. To undo heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. And to break every yoke. Or the Good News Version says to break every yoke of injustice. And so we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to pray. And this is what I want you to do. However you pray at home, I want you to take that posture of prayer. If you kneel in your prayer life, I want you to kneel. If you stand and kind of walk around, you can stand. Maybe not walk around, but at least stand. If you sit, I want you to sit. But I want you right now, I want us to, we're going to pray for us over the spirit of racism. And what we're going to do, and those of you online, please join us. We're going to pray about racism. One of our members in this church, did I say this church? This church um, was taken to federal court, federal court, because they created um, affinity spaces, better known as safe spaces for children of color during a very stressful time in their white school district. And they took that person in August to federal court, basically it was so stressful that the person started looking for another job because they were sure they, it, they, were, sure they were not going to win unless a mighty hand came. And those of you who are on the prayer line, you know who that person is because they were smart enough to follow the script. And after six months, we got a text on Thursday that they threw it out of federal court. Yes! This book works, it works, it works! Yes! 
Yes, yes. And those of you who have been praying with that person for those six months to see that of all weeks, of all weeks, we were praying and fasting of all weeks, he broke the bands of injustice. Come on, let's give God 30 seconds of praise. This works. This works. The script says he answers prayer. Call upon me and I'll show you great and mighty things which you didn't even consider. And so I want us to right now, just five minutes, let's begin to pray. Let the Lord hear your voice. No silent prayers. Pray about in, in racial, re rebuking the spirit of racism. We're rebuking the spirit of racism. And then after which I'm going to have our brother Henny, after five minutes, he's going to come and lead us in the prayer, uh, uh, rebuking that spirit of racism. We're coming to you, God. We're coming to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we honor you. We bless you, Jesus. Father, right now, break the band of wickedness. Racism is an evil spirit, Lord Jesus. Lord, we know we should educate ourselves on these things, Lord. We know that there's some things we need to do because Brother James says faith without works is dead. But Lord, we cannot do the work against the injustices of racism until we pray, until we call upon you. Because as you said to Moses, this will not be broken unless a mighty hand comes into the situation, Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would use this moment to mentor, to mentor people who are, who are working towards justice, that they would understand that, that Pharaoh and the, the spirit of racism will not be released unless a mighty hand comes in. And the mighty hand is you because, ah, David said in the Psalms, God has spoken once and twice have I heard it, that power belongs to you, Lord Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're going to break the, the back of racism, Lord. Racism towards black people. Racism towards people who are Asians, Lord. Racism towards people who, who, who just are not... The, the, the majority of individuals in this country, Lord. Oh, God, and we thank you, Lord, that you have raised up people who are allies and people who understand their Lord. In some cases, how privileged they've been. And Lord, we understand, Lord Jesus, that, oh, God, that even the, the, the people who we think have not experienced racism just because of the color of their skin, that they, oh, my goodness, that they have experienced it, Lord. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that, first of all, that racism, the racism needs to be eradicated from the body of Christ, from the body of Christ, Lord Jesus. We are pointing to the world, but there is racism in the body of Christ. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will show up and break the back of racism in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray for this case with Brian Flores, Lord. I don't know him. I don't even know if his case is if his case is going to be able to eradicate racism in an NFL. But Lord, we know 
that there's something wrong when there's a league that has 75% black people and only one coach, Lord. Something's wrong, Lord Jesus. But Lord, we've tried to do it our way. We've tried marches, we tried protests, we tried sit-ins. Nothing's going to work until we pray, Lord Jesus. Oh, Spirit of God, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus that you will get us back on our knees, that we will fast. You said in your word, fasting will break the bands of wickedness, Lord. Fasting, Lord, will undo heavy burdens. Fasting will make the press go free, Lord Jesus. My God, we have kicked you out of injustice. We have kicked you out, and we've tried to do it on our own, and all it's done is made us more frustrated. But thank you, Lord, that you proved to us, even with this individual in Pentecostal tabernacle, you proved to us that if we pray, you will respond. If we pray, you will respond. But we have to believe. We can't pray just because it's a nice thing to do. We can't pray simply because our moms taught us how to pray at their, at their, at their apron, apron strings, Lord. But Father, help us in Jesus' name to understand that we need to call upon you, Lord. Oh, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, when, ah, yes, yeah, when Peter was locked up in jail, and I believe in Acts chapter 12, Lord Jesus, the Bible says the church was praying without ceasing. They didn't go to Nero and, and say, this is wrong. They didn't go to Caesar and say it's wrong. They didn't say this was a wrong uh, arrest because they knew that they were not going to get justice from the Roman government. They knew they weren't going to get justice from the Jewish government under Herod. And so they prayed all night and you sent an angel to release Peter, Lord. Oh God, we release the angels to do their work on behalf of justice. Our angels are unemployed because we have not been releasing the word of the Lord. But this is the season we will release the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. God told us to take Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we release our faith in this room. Father, release our faith online. Father, when we're watching the recording later, release our faith. Father, we stand this morning and we pray, Lord, we pray for these instances of racism. Father, we pray for this lawsuit that is seeking to prove mm. that systemic racism mm. and institutional racism exist in the NFL. And he believes he has the evidence and he believes he can make the case and pull something together. And even as those words, Lord, leave our lips, we confess that all the traumas of the past and the present, Lord, the things we see happening right now in these United States of America and around the world are seeking to create fear and seeking to create anxiety that it will never change, that it's hopeless, that this has been the way it is, this is what they do, this is how it happens. But Father, we raise to you this morning and we commit to you, Lord, that which is in our heart, the pain in our heart, we give it to you, God. Father, we remember and commit the spirit of Amir Lodge to you, the 22-year-old who was shot by police this week in Minneapolis as he slept on a couch 
We remember, Lord, his family and the community in Minneapolis that has taken blow after blow. Lord, we say, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. We say, have mercy, God. Have mercy. And God, we call upon your scripture as Bishop was saying in 2 Timothy that as your people, we are not to have a spirit of fear. We are not to have a spirit of fear. Repeat that to yourself. We are not to have a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and soundness of mind. We will not let fear, more of the same, prevent us from standing in the tradition of those who've come before us, of African Americans who overcame racism, to create the healthy image of the kingdom of God, even if discreet pockets, even for small spaces, to create that image something, Dr. King and others, so our children, our people, our churches, our hearts, we have something to run to. It has been done because it is done by your spirit. And so God, we pray for your power. And we pray for the soundness of mind for Brian Flores. We pray for his wife, Jennifer, Duncan, and their three children who have now been thrust onto the front lines of this battle against the disease of racism. Lord, have mercy on that family. Protect them. Surround them with your angels. Let your presence defeat their foreguard and their rearguard. And Father, we pray that as we join them in this battle against the disease of racism, Lord, you would speak to our hearts. God, whatever our personal politics, God, whatever our feelings about the legal process, whatever we have done, you have called us to be a people who stand with the oppressed. You have said, actually, you desire for us to correct the oppression. As you say in Isaiah 117. Lord, we are called not to stand on the sidelines, but to stand behind every David as he faces Goliath. To stand and declare that Goliath must fall. This Goliath of racism must fall. It must fall. It must change. So God, show us what it means for each of us to lift up our hands and our hearts, to stand with Coach Flores, to stand with Amir Locke, to stand with the case, whatever our case is, Lord, we stand with them and we stand for what you are going to do. The God of justice will prevail. Lord, we will not be afraid because God, you have declared that it is by your spirit that it will change. And so Lord, we declare right now that we will pray, we pray, we will pray until it ceases. We will pray until it stops. When we face it, we'll pray. Next time I'm pulled over, I will pray. I will not have a spirit of fear. I will not walk around the spirit of fear. We declare we will pray until it changes. If it be five years, if it be 10 years, if it be for the rest of our lives, God, you will win the victory because we declare that which you have said. Stand with us, Lord. Stand with the Bright Floors. Stand with the Mirlock. Stand with every person facing the justice system today. Stand, Lord, for your justice. Let your name be declared. And start with us. Start with us right here. We are committing to pray. And committing to stand for what you stood for, Jesus. Not when it feels good, but because it is what it is to be a Christian. It's to contend for justice. So we will contend as your people. And on all God's people, say amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Can we give the Lord a hand praise?
was sharing that uh, there were two uh, black women who were in interim positions in the city of Cambridge. One was uh, Christine Elo for the Cambridge Police Department and the other was uh, a black woman who was in interim position for uh, school superintendent. And you know, my, I was charged as a chaplain of the Cambridge Black Pastors to uh, write pastors who are allies, particularly white pastors who are allies of, uh, uh, of racial equity. I was charged to write letters to them to say, hey, could you uh, join us in supporting these women? Of course, one of them you know is uh, Pastor Dan uh, Smith of uh, First uh, Church Cambridge, Pastor Dan Zentowski of First came to a Baptist church and many others. And the Lord told me, you can write this letter, but you need to pray. And I completely forgot to write the letter to these pastors, but I didn't forget to bring it to our church for prayer. And as you know, Kristen Elo just signed a contract for three years, her interim position. The interim was removed from her title. And just this past week, the superintendent got interim removed from her title. And now she is permanent. And both of them are believers, folks. God is, God is going to make a case for prayer. And now we're going to pray against the spirit of suicide. We're going to rebuke. The word rebuke simply means to not consent. To not consent. This uh, young lady, Chesley uh, Kirst, what, what struck me about her is She was amazing. She was a track and field star. She had her MBA. She had her law degree. Brilliant enough that she not only passed the bar in South Carolina, she was a graduate of Wake Forest, but she also passed the bar in New York. She was a justice warrior in the sense that she did pro bono cases for prisoners who were wrongly confined. And she was only 30 years old. And I said to myself, what would cause a woman who had all this going for her, including she was a television personality, she worked for entertainment tonight, I believe. What would cause a woman to see life so hopeless with all that going for her? Go out of her ninth floor apartment, take an elevator to the 60th floor, and end her life.
this spirit of suicide is running rampant and we need to pray. You have no idea, and just reading some of the articles, she leaves four brothers and a sisters and they're all shocked that if anybody had life going for them, it was Chesley. I was talking, our auntie, uh, Sister Delia was sharing with us that after she committed suicide, one of her students walked into her office and distraught because one of her students and Chesley were good friends. She was also Miss America. Like, you talk about having everything going for you. I believe she was Miss America 2019. And when I think about Chesley, it hits home to me because my, my daughter Jessica is turning 30 this year. And that, that could be one of our children. That could be one of our children. You mean Bishop, you're talking about Vanessa and Jessica? No, 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 I'm talking about every child in this church is one of my children. And so I want us to pray for the next five minutes. Let's, let's pray against that spirit, of that suicidal spirit, depression, anxiety, all those things that are, that are driving people. And maybe some of people may even be in this room. Maybe this prayer may be something that will turn somebody's life around in this room. Let's pray that maybe somebody who's watching online and they're contemplating suicide, but God will lead them to this message and they will hear that people are praying for them. Come on, folks, for the next five minutes, pray, and then we're going to ask our sister Deborah Adunzi to lead us in prayer, and then we'll close up. Come on, let's pray. Let, let's pray as if we know somebody, as if we know some children who, who, have, who, have, who have cut themselves, who have taken pills, who have tried to jump off of a building or jump off of a bridge. We, some, who, some we know who have already committed suicide, tired of hearing in the news We've heard of people who are famous, and but now it's starting to come closer to home. Turn it around, Jesus. Turn it around, Jesus. Turn it around, Jesus. We call upon you. We come against the spirit of suicide, Jesus. Oh God, let us not be a church that does not address real life issues. Oh, Spirit of God. So often we want to end our fasting with a shout and a dance, but Lord, let us be burdened. What burdens you, Lord? What kind of future? How could you have used Chesley over the next 40 years, they're lost. If she lived the normal life span of a woman, that's 40 to 50 years that have been lost. 
what prisoners would have been able to get out of jail who were put there unjustly through her gifting? What if she was about to, I don't know if she was a believer or not, but oh God, what potential's lost? Father, we hear of so many people. One of the congressmen who lost their child. Fantastic lawyer, gave, took his life at 25. Lord, we can't just be concerned about our children who are saved. But God, this spirit, have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. Even in our family, even our family, the Salmon family, we've been touched in our family with suicide. Have mercy, Jesus, and the pain of it to see a nephew who looked like they had life going for them commit suicide. Lord, and many families, there could be families in this room besides ours that have been touched by suicide. Have mercy, Jesus. Those who are online, have mercy, Jesus. Siblings and parents and grandparents who don't know what to do, who don't know what to do. They've tried everything to help their children or their loved one, their spouse, to have hope. And we've run out of options, so we call to you, Jesus. 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 You said call upon you, and you will answer and show great and mighty things, which we didn't, that's what your script says. You said to us, be anxious for nothing but by prayers and supplication with thanksgiving that we're to make our requests known unto you. And you said the peace of God what passes all understanding shall guard our minds and guard our hearts. That's what you said, Jesus. And so we stand on your promises. We stand on the script. We don't have to just sit here hopelessly and do nothing. But we ask you, Jesus, you said fasting will break, break the bands of wickedness. Suicide is a wicked spirit. Depression is a wicked spirit. Anxiety is a wicked spirit. Oh, God. And we're doing all that we can. Nothing wrong with medicine and, 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 and therapists. But, Lord, where they can't work, we need your help. We need your help, Jesus. Yes, Lord, this is worth having a prayer service in the middle of a sermon. It's worth it, Lord Jesus. If you would save one life, one teenager, one mother or father from being heartbroken, one sister or brother from being heartbroken, one church, one school from being heartbroken, this moment is worth it. In Jesus' name, Mm-hmm.
Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for you love us so much that everything that touches our hearts, touches our lives, touches you. And because you love us so much, you have given us, oh God, a shepherd, oh God, that is obedient to you to be able to bring up issues, oh God, that we normally don't have conversations about in church. But Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are able to talk about this even in your house. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we come as a body together, standing together and rebuking the spirit of suicide. Spirit of a living God, we come against this wicked spirit that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That has no respect for, for any age, that doesn't have respect for a male, female, child, doesn't have respect for your degrees or whatever accomplishments. A lying spirit that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Father, we thank you for your word that says that you have come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We know the fundamental truth from your word that you loved us and you created us in your image and you said we are beautiful, we are perfect, we are right, oh God, because we are made in your image. We come against the spirit of suicide. We come against the spirit of depression. We come against the spirit of anxiety in any form or shape that they come expressing themselves in any way, whether it be high-functioning depression, whether it be any name that the world gives to it, we know that the root cause is the spirit of suicide and depression. There's a spirit assigned to this. So in the name of Jesus, we take authority by the blood of Jesus and the finished work on the cross of Calvary. We set our minds free in the name of Jesus. We stand with our, our brothers, our sisters, our sons, our daughters in the name of Jesus we stand with them today and decree that suicide has no place in our homes have no place in our church has no place in our minds depression we come against you in the name of Jesus we have victory in your name we have victory in your name father we pray oh God for everyone struggling with this today. We're not ignorant that we have families in this church struggling with this. We have families, so we cover them today. We cover them, we stand with them. We cover them, oh God. We stand with them because this spirit is a spirit that isolates and lies and says you're on your own. But we decree today that we stand with you. We stand with you and we will not stop praying. We will not bury our young in the name of Jesus. We will not bury our children. We will not bury our, our adults. We will not bury anyone from the spirit of suicide and depression. We come against you. We take a standard against you. We do not consent to your invasion in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that there is power in your name. 
We speak the blood over our families. We speak the blood over families that, are, that have experienced this evil. We pray for the siblings, for the parents that had hope. We pray for healing, oh God. For healing, oh God, and comfort from you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because we have victory. We pray for anyone that is struggling with knowing you or giving their lives to you because the devil tries to take advantage of that. To sow lies because they know, he knows that that is a space that he can, he can operate. So Father, we pray for salvation to come to every heart today every heart today that the devil has no room to operate and the blood of Jesus covers us all to the glory of your name in Jesus name amen thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we just take a minute to praise the Lord he said with thanksgiving make our request can you just thank him thank you Jesus we did not waste any time here Thank you, Jesus. 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 Even as we were praying, I forgot how, how our family was touched by the suicide of our nephew. God is a faithful God. Our children need prayer, folks. I said our children need prayer. And we're, we're just going to be relentless. On this Saturday at 10 a.m., hopefully if they can put this, we're going to do a prayer walk around the high school. The kids are struggling. I, 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 do a, I just did a prayer walk last Thursday through the, through the uh, inside the school and outside the school. And you, you, know when, you know when the school welcomes you to do a prayer walk? <laughs> Reverend Greenos, good to have you here. They've run out of answers. And so this, this, um, sun, this Saturday will be prayer. Repeat after me. This is not for the prayer ministries. It's for everybody. Unless the weather is inclement, like last Saturday, I don't care if it's two degrees out there, I know I'm going to be out there. And I believe that the Lord is going to prove to this city that Jesus reigns. And so join us at 10 a.m. We'll probably be about 30 minutes. I timed it. It takes... 15 minutes to walk around the entire school, even for the slowest of you. Uh, took me a little bit quicker, but 
and then we're going to just make declarations of prayer over the high school. And we'll use Cambridge High School as a touch point for the high schools of the cities that we live in. Praise the Lord. Is God good? Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Could you be seated just for a moment? Just for a moment. Literally just for a moment. Because um, maybe for some of you hearing some of these things have triggered something in you. And you're going to say, man, I need, I need some prayer. Um, if you're online, just email us at mail at ptspice.org. I believe we have some information uh, with regards to suicide hotlines that you can reach. But I'm going to ask my elders to stand. Uh, elders of Pentecostal Town, could you stand? Could you stand? If, if you need prayer, these are the elders. Feel free to go to them and say, hey, I just, I just need prayer. Um, you know, for some of you, it may be a trigger inside of you or like us, you may, it's brought up memories of someone close to you has passed away. We don't want you to leave here hurt. Amen? Amen. So God bless you. Let everybody stand. I hope it was all right for us to deal with this kind of stuff. Like. Let's not let this not be a one-off. Like, oh, we pray for racism. Woo we're done with that. We pray, pray for, you know, uh, suicidal uh, spirits and, and people struggling. That woo No, let let's let's keep praying. Let's keep going after God, and God is going to prove that he's a God who answers prayer. Put out your hands for those of you who are new to our congregation or new online. We don't end with a closing prayer. We end with a closing blessing. I want to thank all of you for joining in on the fast. I can't tell you the number of things that God has done this week. We're really working on making, making a testimony page on our website because I know God has done things that I don't even know that he's done for you. Did anybody raise your hand if God did something for you this week? because of the fasting. I mean, so many stories. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to bless you right now. Put out your hands. This is based, again, on the script. On the script. Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. It says, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May you look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, that has moved you forward, appreciate you, not depreciate you, support you and side with you as you side with him. And finally, may the Lord give you his shalom, which is Hebrew for his peace, his rest, his harmony, his calmness, his composure, his prosperity, his success. And may the Lord this week remove everything and anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and everybody online and in this room say, I receive that blessing. God bless you. Have an amazing week in God. This is a good year. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. 
We are so grateful for you, and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.